Okay. Um, we're ready to get started. Um, Brandon, would you like to read the disclaimer real quickly? Sure. And let me just make sure, can everybody hear Tanya? Yes. Okay, good. Thank Great. you. Thank you. Okay, so we'll get we'll go ahead and uh, start this evening's community police review board meeting. Uh, and just a word about our uh, modified meeting procedures in this hybrid um, in-person slash Zoom format. Uh, and this is just to uh, make sure that we're compliant with um, open meetings requirements. And uh, we'd ask that all board members and participants state their names and titles when they speak. Uh, various members of city staff and um, our chair, Tanya Salvini, is in person this evening. Um, we must also state our names when we speak. Um, all motions need to be stated clearly, and after a motion is made and seconded, the chair will call on board members individually to, prov to provide their vote. The chair will announce uh, whether or not the motion carried, as well as a count of the vote. Um, the agenda uh, for this evening contains instructions about uh, how to provide public comment. And so we will go by those guidelines. Uh, the chair will call for in-person public comment if there is anybody in person. Um, and uh, we will assist uh, anybody at the podium who does wish to speak. Uh, likewise, we'll also uh, look for hands to be raised um, during public comment uh, portions of the agenda through the Zoom, uh, Zoom room. And so uh, just a last word um, of reminder for everybody to please mute yourselves when you're not speaking. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Brendan. Um, do we have anyone for public comment? Uh, we have no one in the audience. Do we have anyone online? Um, I see Alex with us, Alex. Um, I was wondering if you would like to give public comment now or wait until after an agenda item? Um, I will wait, wait till after the agenda item. Okay, very good, thank you. Okay, um, we have no minutes to approve. Thank you. Um, uh, no public comments, we'll go ahead and go to uh, see agenda items. And before we get started, I'd just like to uh, uh, make a comment uh, about expectations in the group for civil and respectful behavior um, throughout the uh, time we're together. And I uh, think we're ready to go on to agenda item uh, number one. Uh, our intent for meeting tonight is um, to do some work on the ordinance. And um, so what we had talked about at our previous meeting was to uh, move through uh, and, and take some time to look at feedback that was provided by the staff, um, feedback through the Lawrence Listen Survey and um, some of the summaries and work through some of those and, um, and then start working on um, some revisions and proposed revisions that we want to make on the ordinance. Um, I'd like to point out that Marie Taylor is not with us this evening, but she um, is not able to be with us, uh, but she has uh, provided her comments to um, Ms. Littleton. 
And with that, we'll go ahead and open the floor for discussion. And uh, this is Chair Salvini recognizing Jenny Robinson. Board Member Robinson, um, how do we want to move through the Lawrence Listens feedback? I know those were already reviewed at a previous meeting, but how do we want to work through this in kind of a systematic way? It's open to the floor. Um, any recommendations, Jenny? I've got a couple. <laughs> okay. Uh, Stephanie, do you have any? Uh, this is board member, Stephanie Littleton. I would, I, I guess, just suggest that maybe we go back. We had made a, a, a list of some things that we particularly wanted to discuss. I have a few notes. I'm not sure if I caught them all, but some of them that had been pointed out wasn't necessarily all to the survey. Um, but anyway. Trying to look at my list. So it was in regard to the criminal background check um, about the opt-in language, Suzanne Valdez, the issues um, in the ordinance to that for criminal investigations. Um, all complaints versus OPA complaints. Um, some unfunded mandate concerns noted in uh, the city's memo and hiring of an uh, outside investigator. Those are some of the notes I have. Sure, and I'm going to guess that you generated those from all those sources that were mentioned earlier. Yeah. I think what we talked about doing for this meeting was revisit all of those uh, sources of information and resources, um, and then just kind of start moving through um, the primary portion of the ordinance, correct? Um, Yes, and also that was kind of a list that came out from the end of our meeting, from the last meeting. Okay. Very good. Okay, why don't we go ahead and start with the first on the list that Stephanie provided, if that's okay. Jenny, is everybody agreeable to that? Okay, perfect. Stephanie, can you repeat that again, and then we'll go with that? Um, you want to just start with the first one, um, which would be... In regards to Marie Taylor's um, uh, discussion she would like to have regarding the criminal background check. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Sure, and let's talk, uh, let's talk about that in reference to where it is in the ordinance, the draft ordinance, okay? And so I'm on the ordinance and I'm at, on page seven, I believe. And that would be um, section 2506 qualifications, section B, item one. Okay. Yeah, under this board member, yeah, under the qualifications. Um, just gonna go through kind of uh, some of the notes that Marie has provided uh, for us to have for discussion. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. In regards to the survey comments, mm -hmm. 
So the, the board's proposed ordinance addresses the most onerous aspects of eligibility requirements by removing the laundry, excuse me for a second, the laundry list of past criminal acts that would bar board membership. As we've discussed, our criminal justice system has been shown to have a disproportionate and negative impact on communities of color and other marginalized people. No other city board requires a criminal background check. The question for the board is, what purpose does the criminal background check serve? Does that purpose outweigh the potential chilling effect on fostering more diverse participation on the board? Are there other ways to address the same concern? For example, if the concern is conflict of interest for any pending criminal case, would the city's ethics ordinance address that concern without the need for a blanket criminal background check requirement? If the purpose is to root out potential bias against law enforcement, what is the assumption that we are making about people who have served their sentences and their rights or lack thereof of rights to participate in improving community police relations through board service? If, if the board decides to keep this background check requirement in the draft, should the ordinance articulate the purpose for that requirement and establish some parameters on the use of the information being obtained? Being obtained. So, to you know, do we want to? I guess we need to discuss. Do we want to leave that in there um, or remove that? And I would also kind of point out going back to um, the the city attorney's memo dated July first that was presented at our last meeting. Um, they did answer to that question. Um, can the revised ordinance be more specific as to what exactly disqualifies a person from being on the board and potentially remove that requirement for background check? Their feedback um, basically um, says a requirement that board members undergo a criminal background check may be more restrictive, but it also can be eliminated. It is a question for the board to consider in determining what is more, most practical. Mm -hmm. Okay, at this point, why don't we open up discussion about this item? Um, uh, Chair Salvini calls on Jenny Robinson. This is Board Member Robinson. Um, so I'm of the belief, um, you know, I'm in agreement with everything that Marie has stated in her notes. I believe that. Um, it's a needless requirement that would disproportionately affect um, people in historically oppressed communities. And um, definitely, I love what she said about what does this say about how we think people who have served um, time and completed their sentences, what does this say about how we think their outlook is regarding the police? I mean, um, I agree. I think we should take that out of the requirement. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you, Jenny. And any other comments or questions uh, by the board? Well, this is a board member, Stephanie Littleton. I concur um, to almost exactly what you have said, Jenny, and what, you know, uh, the points that Marie has raised, um, I would I would lean towards taking that out. There's just not a need. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
Um, thank you, Stephanie and Jenny, for your comments. This is Chair Salvini. Um, I uh, want a point of clarification here. Are we going to go ahead and make um, motions to clean this up tonight? I, I think that was the intent originally at the last meeting. I just want clarification. Jenny? Uh, this is uh, Jenny Robinson. I, I believe, yes, we wanted to start making these decisions tonight, okay. this meeting. Right. Thank you, Jenny. And I think uh, that the intent was certainly that, but not to finalize it, but to, to clean it up, uh, to use as a tool to have um, uh, continued discussions um, with stakeholders. Is that correct? Just want to make sure I'm accurate here. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, so um, the there has been, um, is there a motion for that change in the ordinance then? Uh, this board member, Stephanie Littleton, I think Bill did have his hand up. They wanted oh, his I'm sorry, Bill. Okay, uh, Chair Salvini calls on board member Graybill. Bill, you might need to unmute. I got enough. Did I miss something? Bill, I'm sorry, I we didn't hear you. I have nothing now. Okay. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um all right, is there a motion? Uh, Jenny Robinson. I'd like to motion that the requirement for um, people applying to be board members have a criminal background check, that that be removed from the ordinance. There's a motion to strike that in the ordinance. Um, and that's um, calling my draft back up. That's under qualifications. That's um, specifically uh, section 12506, um, subtitle B, in terms of foregoing qualifications for all appointments to the board. And item one, submit to a background check, and that's to uh, eliminate uh, that from the ordinance. Is there a second? This is board member Stephanie Littleton. I do second that motion. Okay, it's been uh, moved and seconded. Uh, open for discussion. Okay, I see no discussion. Um, do you see? Uh, excuse me, I've got uh, recognizing Brandon uh, McGuire. Yes, Assistant City Manager Brandon McGuire. I just wanted to also note for the uh, board's consideration a reference to background checks in uh, subparagraph C of the same section. Thank you. Okay, uh, would someone like to amend the, um, the uh, motion? 
or have a separate motion? Bill? Uh, this is board member Grable. I'd offer a motion or an amendment to the motion to uh, also delete subparagraph C of that subsection. Very good. Thank you. The motion is on the floor for more discussion with the amendment. No discussion. Uh, the motion uh, made by uh, board member Robinson, seconded by board member Littleton and amended by Grable. Ready for a vote, board member Grable, yay or nay? This is board member Grable, yay. <clears throat> Board member Littleton? Uh, board member Littleton, yes. Board member Robinson? Board member Robinson, yay. Board member, or board member Salvini, yay. Um, the uh, motion passes with four yays. Okay. Um, is there another uh, issue to address uh, from uh, you, Stephanie? Um, Oh, and then, uh, hold on just a second. Uh, Bill had his hand up. Um, calling on board member Graybill. This is board member Graybill, and I don't know if, if uh, the next item on board member Littleton's list is under that subsection, but if it is not, I would like to note, I'd like to come back to sub subsection uh, two, of uh, section mm -hmm. B for later discussion. If it is not, uh, we come back to it later. <clears throat> okay, thank you. Uh, to clarify that and make sure I got it right, Bill, um, that would be under qualifications, sub, sub uh, B and item number two? Correct. Okay, thank you. Um, Stephanie? Um, this board member, Stephanie Littleton, why don't we move to that since we're right there? That's perfect. Okay, very good. Uh, Bill, do you want to go ahead and bring forward your uh, remarks? Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> this board member, Graybill, subsection two provides, in, in essence, that a board member has to sign a confidential uh, confidentiality agreement. Um, and promise that anything they learn will be in relationship to the receipt of a community member's complaint uh, will be kept confidential and not disclosed to any person outside the governing body, city manager's office, city attorney's office, or the department. Uh, it seems to me like if somebody submits a complaint and asks a board member, what happened to my complaint? Under that provision, that board member would be prohibited from telling that complainant that it was received and sent on or whatever it was done with it. And I think we ought to include the complainant in that list of people that are entitled to information regarding the receipt of the complaint. Okay. Uh, this is Chair Salvini. Uh, board Member Graybill has uh, suggested uh, reconsideration in uh, Section uh, 2506 under qualifications, Section B, item number two, to add the complainant. 
more, uh, is there a discussion on that? This board member, Stephen Wilson, I would simply agree with him that it, that should be included. That does just, it does make sense that that would make total sense that, that they're entitled to, to that, so. Okay, does anyone see any strengths or, or cons uh, some issues uh, with regard to that? Uh, board member Jenny. Board member Robinson, um, I just wanted to, uh, since I'm not a lawyer, um, I wanted to see if we need to get feedback from Tony Wheeler to see if you have any feedback about that. Um, this is City Attorney Tony Wheeler. Um, you know, I think we can look at that provision and the board's desire to have some information provided to the complainant. Um, there may be a situation where not all information is provided to the complainant um, to protect the privacy of other um, potential parties, uh, including um, witnesses, et cetera. So um, if, if there's an, a desire to have um, some information shared with the complainant, we, we can look at that and provide some language. Okay, any other comments? Concerns? Any action? This is board member Stephen Littleton. You know, so as I read back through that, Tony, you know, I see that concern of agreeing that all information reviewed and discussed so we could make some, some adjustments to that from what I'm hearing. Would be, would be possible. Is that, is that what I understand? Uh, city attorney, city attorney Tony Wheeler. Um, yes, I think there should be some thought to whether um, all information should be disclosed. Um, of course, this is the ordinance of this board. Um, so, if the board wants to to make whatever recommendation it wants to make, and then um, staff can always identify um, issues. Um, when it goes to the city commission. So um, I'm not trying to say that you can't write it a certain way. I'm just saying that um, on the spot here tonight with this new issue raised, that's my impression. Thanks, Tony. Um, this is Chair Salvini recognizing uh, board member Graybill. This is board member Graybill. You know, I to uh, including the complainant information uh, uh, regarding the receipt of the complaint. I did not say anything about all information. I would make a motion that we amend that uh, subsection B2 to allow the complainant to have information regarding the receipt of the complaint. Now, that's what I was talking about. Okay. This board member, Stephen Littleton, thanks, Bill, for the uh, clarification, because I was just kind of getting hung up once I was listening to some of the feedback from Tony about the all in there and if that was a concern, but I wasn't catching how you were really, but it does make sense going back to the receipt of the complaint. So mm -hmm. I, I'm definitely in favor of that. Okay. Any other 
questions. Thank you for the clarification, Board Member Graybill. Any other questions, concerns? Do we want to make a motion? Board Member Graybill? Madam Chair, I have already made that motion. <clears throat> oh, okay, thank you. Is there a second? Board Member Robinson? Uh, Board Member Robinson. Uh, Bill, would you mind repeating that motion? I just want to clarify, are we asking to be added to that section that we just want to share with the complainant the confirmation that a complaint has been received? Is that what we're asking to add? I will try to read it to you on the fly, and I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but here's what I would suggest. Sign a confidential a confidentiality agreement agreeing that all information reviewed and discussed regarding the receipt of the community member's complaint uh, will be kept confidential and not disclosed to any person outside the governing body, city manager's office, city attorney's office, or the department or any other person whom the officers deem necessary to receive such information. In essence, that would take out uh, the language right on the third line, starting at or, or review of OPA vest investigation. You would just take that out. Does that answer your question? Jenny? Did, did you hear that? I did hear that. Yeah, this is board member Robinson. Um, oh. I, I, yeah, so you're uh, saying we should just take out the section, that last bit that you said, did you say just take out or review of an OPA investigation? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And then did you want to add, oh, sorry, my dog's about to bark. Um, did you want and to add the complainant to that list of people? Okay. And then do we need to have a separate section then to address a confidentiality around the review of an OPA investigation as well? Or are we able to just take that out? Uh, I, all I'm addressing is this particular subsection of the ordinance. Mm -hmm. Try to keep this as simple as possible. Um, does, is, there, um, is there a concern by the board, this is Chair Salvini, of eliminating um, the content of or review of an OPA investigation? This is board member Robinson. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not a lawyer. So, uh, you know, trying to piece this out here, I would think that it would need our confidentiality regarding OPA investigations would need to be addressed. Oh, sorry. 
This is City Attorney Tony Wheeler. I agree if you strike those phrases that um, Commissioner Graybill brings forward, um, it, it does seem to allow the um, all information regarding the OPA investigation to be shared with the complaint complainant. Again, I could be misinterpreting his um, his motion, but just that's what I'm hearing. Okay, uh, this is Chair Salvini. So we have a motion on the floor, and I'm going to attempt to um, to frame it here, um, and that is by uh, a motion by uh, and thank you, uh, Tony, uh, Board Member Grable. Um, and that is to add, and the third sentence, um, receipt of the community member's complaint. And you are intending there to make sure that the complaint is um, has the ability to receive uh, information that the complaint has been received. Is that? Okay. Perhaps if I repeat the, mo you know, the motion, I, I don't know if we've got anybody recording what my motion was, but I'll be glad to make it again if that's mm -hmm. necessary. Well, how about if um, if you do that, but I think it, it'll be important to add what you're wanting to eliminate, and that's or review and um, of an OPA investigation. All I'm suggesting is we eliminate I think five words out of the present wording. Now, if there's not a second to the motion, the motion dies for lack of second. There has been no second. If we're going to discuss it, let's get a second first. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And if not, let's move on to the next item. Mm -hmm. Chair calls on uh, board member Robinson. Board Member Robinson, I, I, I think that it's a great idea, Bill, to um, make it clear that we do want to be able to share with the complainant that a, a complaint has been received. Um, I think just talking about how to word it. Um, so do we need to second it so we can have a discussion about that? Wording? Yes, please. Okay, yes, then I will second that motion. Thank you very much. Okay, it's been moved and seconded, open for discussion. Um, Bill, this is Chair Salvini, I have a, a question. What is the, in, the intent of the um, motion, the uh, amendment, or I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, your motion. My motion, the intent of it, is that the complainant be able to get information regarding all information reviewed or discussed regarding the receipt of a community or their complaint. That's it. That's mm -hmm. not all. It's not let them, you know, take them out, let, give them all the information out of the police files. It's simply to allow them to understand what we did. I, I completely agree with you. I'm then wondering about eliminating and striking out or review of an OPA investigation, what, what that does to your motion. 
<laughs> Striking out what? The 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 words. Okay, in the third sentence, starting with or, or review of an OPA investigation. Yes, ma'am. What about you're, that? What's your question? Wanting, my question is, earlier you were wanting to strike that. That's correct. Okay. And what's no, the intent I, there? To that. That's my motion, is to strike those words. Board member Robinson. Um, this board member Robinson, do you think the same intent could be achieved um, by adding that step into the process of how we receive a complaint um, instead? Because I see what what you're saying, Bill, to just take out the OPA investigation stuff so that we can so that we're not sharing that with the complainant. Um, but I think there's a lot of seems like there's other legal language in there that needs to stay. So I wonder if um, we could make sharing receipt of complaint with complainant part of the complaints process, I guess is what I'm asking. If that would be an easier way to do it. Right. This board member Grable, I don't agree with that. I think the easiest way to do it is take those five words out of this particular section. But, you know, if you just, you know, and says right now, tonight, while we're discussing it, while we're supposed to be here and prepared to discuss it, then I'll be glad to do it, whatever you propose. If you've got something specific in mind. This is board member Stephanie Littleton. So I do, do understand the concern uh, that's been explained um, of taking the open investigation wording out. I'm just wondering if we can, if we wanted to keep it within number two there, we may have to reword because your point is well taken bill to be able to get the receipt of the complaint, all the information from the receipt of it and separating that from an OPA investigation per se. Um, so maybe we just have to rewrite that one, make it a whole separate piece of that. I think that's where Jenny was kind of going with that. Um, mm -hmm. So that way we don't remove that and open up for the complainant to be able to, uh, to get all information from an OPA investigation. Uh, board member Graybill. Board member Gray, you know, what it says is it requires each member on this board to sign a confidentiality agreement in which they will agree that all information reviewed and discussed regarding the receipt of a community member's complaint, and then what I'm suggesting we take out or review an OPA investigation, and this is what it requires, will be kept confidential and not disclosed to any person outside the governing body, city manager's office, city attorney's office, or the department. And I am suggesting, and we put in there, or compliant. If you do that, it seems to me what we do is allow a complainant to ask the board or a board member 
what happened with my complaint. And that is it. I, I, I don't understand the, the I mean, I, I don't see how you're going to make it any better. If so, again, if somebody's got some specific proposal, I'll be glad to consider it. Um, I have a question for Tony Wheeler. Tony, is your understanding of that section with regard to the review of an open investigation, um, does, that, um, does that mean that the person coming on board signed the confidentiality agreement and they don't share that information um, at all, right? City Attorney Tony Wheeler, um, I believe that this was language that was in the original ordinance, perhaps. And um, it was at that time, you know, the ordinance dealt with appeals and complaints were not accepted directly. You know, they were um, directed, um, received by the department, I believe. So this language refers to the confidentiality agreement that um, new members sign when they join the board. And it is designed to keep receipt of the the complaint confidential and to keep the OPA investigation confidential, except for the parties uh, listed in that subsection. I understand um, Commissioner or Member Graybill's intent to have receipt of the complaint shared with the complaint complainant. I think that is um, uh, certainly uh, an amendment that could be made. I believe that by striking the words or review of the OPA investigation in this section that deals with what the confidentiality agreement covers, that removing those words would um, inadvertently, it sounds like, inadvertently make available the OPA investigation to the complainant. So I think that Commissioner uh, or board member Jenny Robinson has suggested an alternative, which would be to perhaps create a new section or add a section regarding sharing information with the complaint complainant that the complaint has been received. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so I, I am leery of removing that or review um, uh, those those words there. Uh, I am in very much in support of what uh, Board Member Grable um, has. This sentence paragraph that would be appropriate um, to be added with um, in the spirit of the intent that uh, Board Member Grable provided it. Um, just as, as Jenny affirmed, thoughts? Board Member Robinson? This is Board Member Robinson. I'm just wondering if the qualifications section uh, is the section that makes the most sense to list that. I would agree with you. I'm feeling like that's that would be for the complainant's rights. Um, and I'm not sure that's in here, but um, I, I do think that um, that should be included in here. Um, it's just um, taking some time to figure out where we could fold that in uh, in the whole document. 
Bill, is that something that you'd be willing to, to look at? Uh, no, I wouldn't. <clears throat> okay. Um, is there anyone else interested in doing that? Board Member Robinson? This is Board Member Robinson. I'm happy to do that. I don't know if um, we want to bring it up to the board at our next meeting or um, I can definitely um, go through the ordinance and try to find a um, logical spot for that um, mm -hmm. before the meeting and then we can discuss it then if that sounds good. Okay, that sounds very good. So it's tabled to our next meeting. We're, um, we've got a motion and a second on the floor for discussion. Um, we do need to, to vote. And the, the motion was explicit about that section and included um, <clears throat> striking out um, in that section. Um, I'm scrolling back up, I'm sorry. Um, included the... <laughs> specific language about the review of an OPA investigation. Um, so there is a motion on the floor and a second, and we'll go ahead and any more discussion. Okay, we'll take a vote. Um, all those in favor, yay. Oh, excuse me, uh, Robinson. Robinson, um, Alex Kerr has his hand up. Oh, thank you, Alex. Uh, can you call for um, public comment, or can you, or is um, there, sure. or do you want to wait, or, because I, I like just. Sure. Um, okay. Um, is it, if it's okay, we're going to go ahead and take the vote. Okay. okay. Yeah. That, yeah. And then uh, as soon as we're done with the vote, we'll go ahead and go for public Okay. Comment. Okay. Yes. Thank okay. You. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, we're ready for the vote. Um, all those in favor, yay. All those opposed, nay. Uh, board member Grable. Bolton, nay. Member Robinson. Board member Robinson, nay. Board member Salvini, nay. Um, um, the vote is three nays, one yay. The motion fails. Um, I do want to make sure that. Um, Jenny, if you will make a note to make sure and bring this up to the next meeting, I don't want, so we don't lose the intent of, of uh, Board Member Graybill. Okay, Absolutely. thank you. Um, okay, calling on Alex Kerr. Hello, good evening, uh, Alex Kerr, Community Member. Due to this time and date of this special meeting at the Community Police Review Board, um, the community and I had little time to discuss the specific agenda item. Um, and due to the purpose of this meeting, I cannot uh, speak openly without getting more support from the community. Um, a lack of community feedback would violate my duties of, as a member of the community. Um, to put it in simple terms, I don't have enough people for me to tell me what they think for me to participate in public comment specifically on these motions that the Community Police Review Board uh, uses, does, I don't know what the correct word is to use. Um, 
and the, and and, it, and the and it specifically, I do not have enough people for me to specifically. I do not have enough people for me to. Um, I don't have enough people. <laughs> sorry about this. I don't have enough people that told me. What do they want to see happen? Um, on this specific agenda item. So, and apply specifically for this agenda item. Letter C, agenda item. Uh, one. Number one. Thank you, Alex Kerr. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, let's move back to um, the work that we've done to bring the table today to do some more work on the ordinance. Um, Stephanie, do you have um, any more uh, items from uh, Board Member Taylor? Uh, Board Member Stephanie Littleton, nothing addition, additional from Marie Taylor, no. Okay. All right. Thank you. Do you have any more items to bring forward? Um, Board Member Stephanie Littleton, from our list from the end of last meeting, um, yeah, I have several things that we can certainly discuss. Um, and it goes back to the, some, the couple of the memos provided by <clears throat> uh, the city attorney's office. Um, one in particular is regarding all complaints that we have in our revised ordinance. If we'd like to discuss that maybe. Okay, and let's, let's turn to that part and that section in the ordinance then. And I'm going to go to specific duties of the board, uh, 2504. And let's see. Would that be on, um, let's see, under A, number 10? That that's more process. Board um, member Stephanie Littleton, under purpose of the board, it does specify third, the board shall review all community member complaints and all completed investigations of community member complaints. On the purpose, okay, and that would be twenty five zero three, correct? Yes. Okay, thank you. And that would be under the third in the lower part of the paragraph. Um, yes. Okay, thank you. Board Member Robinson. This is Board Member Robinson. Um, I uh, believe there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of feedback from the board that we don't want to review all complaints and um, I was someone who was heavily pushing to review all complaints because of my concern that um, citizens might not identify a complaint as being racially or other bias-based um, policing. Um, so I want to recognize um, the opinions of my fellow board members and also um, if we do decide to just review uh, 
racial and other bias-based policing complaints. I um, would like to bring to at least the um, the public communications board, I forget the name of the subcommittee that we created, but um, I believe additional community education related to identifying racial and other bias-based policing complaints would be a really important piece of that puzzle. I would hate to um, just say, no, we're only reviewing those, but then not provide additional education for our community about how to identify, how to self-identify those, I guess, um, if that makes sense. But I definitely want to want to hear what the other board members are thinking about that. Right. Uh, this is Chair Salvini. And so what I'm hearing is um, to modify all to really focus on um, the, the bias-based uh, complaints. And then, um, then also what you were all uh, talking about would probably be under the duties of the board the, um, where you were mentioning um, the education piece. Um, would probably be another specific duty under the board and probably not be in this section. I'm just throwing that out there just for organizational purposes. Um, so a discussion on um, 2503, purpose of the board, uh, moving through that whole section. Right now we're having a conversation on the third uh, purpose, which is the board shall review all community member complaints and all completed investigations of community member complaints conducted by the department. Uh, open for discussion. Discussion, questions, clarifications. Uh, Stephanie, this. Uh, did uh, I'm sorry, uh, Board Member Littleton? Did uh, Marie provide any um, comment on this? She did not, but I do see um, Jane is on now, and she's got her hand up. Okay, hi Jane, welcome. Thank you. Uh, my apologies, Board Member Jane Gibson. I I didn't realize the meeting started uh, almost an hour ago, well, 45 minutes ago. So I'm sorry um, not to have been on when you first began. So I have missed all this conversation up to this moment, but I think I understand that you're talking about whether or not to narrow the field again to what the original ordinance said. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, then all I want to, I just want to reiterate the arguments that we made for broadening um, that before, because I still think it's important to broaden it. Um, and that is that we can't really know and don't know the extent to which the Lawrence Police Department is um, getting complaints, and we don't know the nature of those complaints. Um, we also don't have the ability really to analyze what the community um, police department relationship is unless we have access to all of the complaints. And what we had said before is that we would start out broad, and if it turns out um, that we're overwhelmed by the sheer number of complaints or the um, the number of trivial complaints, we might say, then we could revisit that in the ordinance and narrow it at that time. That's it. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Um, other questions, comments? Uh, this is Chair Salvini. I have one. Um, I would like to start narrowing it, actually. Um, I think in over time, since we started this ordinance until today, 
I think um, we've been better informed about um, how complaints are handled um, through law enforcement by a presentation from uh, the Lawrence Police Department. And um, also, um, I think with uh, new leadership coming in along with um, a strategic plan by the city, but more specifically, uh, response plans uh, to the um, city gate uh, assessment that was done and recommendations done, I would feel comfortable in um, narrowing that to, and this is just uh, for discussion, to protected statuses and for us to come up with our, our definition of what protected statuses would be and primarily focus on bias-based policing from the definition that we provide, which includes race, of course, um, along with other uh, statuses uh, that um, are um, recognized as being marginalized in our community. This is uh, board member Stephanie Littleton. Um, you know, I, I too, like Jenny, I, I have felt strongly from the beginning, there was a necessity to see all complaints. Once again, you know, we not seen a complaint. So I think in the beginning of this process, that was really important. I'm, I'm aware that we do have, or the police department has in place, you know, a new system that's going to have um, alert systems, so to speak. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was some of our biggest concerns that we're not going to track patterns and having the concerns that would not be identified. Um, but I've moved quite a bit on this. I, I mean, I think we all realize that if, as far as workload, that's not going to be reasonable. We're not going to see all of them. But I also do feel very strongly to not just see bias-based complaints. Um, I definitely think it's important that we see the OPA investigations. Um, so I, I, I don't feel that we should go back to what the original ordinance says and go back just to the bias-based, uh, but we don't necessarily need to see all. So where do we really go with that language? I don't have a particular, you know, thought on that, but I, you know, I appreciate the feedback from city staff um and their perspective on that and i think you know the reality is you know we won't be able to see them all board member gibson board member jane gibson um i have an additional concern about um narrowing the scope um and that is um well even if we use our definition of uh, special statuses here um, we, th that means that the complainant has to demonstrate that, the, that there is bias based on those categories. Um, I think sometimes that's just impossible. And it also means then that if we hear anything that is not a complaint that is not, or if there are complaints that are not based on any of those statuses, um, then we don't hear them. And, and um, that seems to me to be a recipe for a real problem because let, let's say we have um, excessive use of force, but the complainant can't say that it's because the police are biased against some particular category um, to which um, they belong, the complainant belongs. Um, and then we don't see the complaint on excessive use of force. Um, I don't know. Um, 
I mean, I, I must have missed something here, but I don't know what's in that big group of, of complaints that um, I'm hearing some of you being concerned about that we have too, that it'll be too much. I don't know what's in there. And I'd like to know what's in there and rule it out after we know what's in there. Um, I don't want to rule it out first because we don't know what it is. We don't know what's in there. And I guess I, I would just say, I mean, if somebody complains about excessive use of force and they can't demonstrate that they belong to some protected status and that and that, that protected status or bias against a person with that in that protected status is the basis for the complaint, then does that uh, that would not come to us? Is that is that what I'm hearing? I'm because it seems to me that um, that based on protected statuses that we lose some really key kinds of complaints. Mm -hmm. Uh, board member Robinson. This is board member Robinson. Um, it was my understanding that uh, complainants could self-identify uh, an incident of racial or other bias-based policing um, instead of having the burden of having to having to prove that it was a racial or bi other bias-based policing encounter. Is that correct? Am I remembering that correctly? What are you making? What are you making? <laughs> um, I don't know how to answer that. I don't know. Um, uh, Tony, would you be available to address that? City Attorney Tony Wheeler. Um, Jenny, board member Jenny, could you uh, restate your question? I was a little bit distracted by Randy Larkin's question um, <laughs> there with his family. <laughs> uh, this is board member Robinson. So I guess I'm just wanting to clarify if a complainant can self-identify that an encounter was a racial or bias-based policing encounter or complaint um, and that then that complaint would directly come to us rather than rather than um, having to prove that it was a racial or other bias-based complaint. Sorry, I'm getting tongue-tied. Um, instead of uh, having to wait for that to be proven before it comes to us, I guess. I think that's that is City Attorney Tony Wheeler, that is correct. Um, if they um, believe that the um, interaction with the police department was on the base, on, Self, their self-identified belief that it was um, a bias-based policing, they can make that complaint and it is accepted and looked into. They do not have to demonstrate or prove it or, um, you know, at the, at the outset. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, board member Gibson. Board Member Jane Gibson, just one more step in that direction. Um, thank you for that clarification. Um, but all, I, as I understand it, and Tony, please correct me if I've got this wrong here. Um, the person can file that complaint and, and self-identify as a member of a protected class. Um, but that doesn't mean that in the investigation that OPA will necessarily accept that that is the basis for 
whatever the complaint is, that OPA will investigate, in fact, to try to determine whether or not that is the basis of that by that bias based on that protected class is a is the cause of the complaint. Is that right? City Attorney Tony Wheeler, I would call on Brandon to have um, if there's someone from the OPA office that can talk about how they uh, manage the complaints that are received to date, they can perhaps help the board with this matter. Yes, this is Brandon McGuire. I'm going to ask uh, Major McKinley to provide some feedback about that. Yeah, this is Major Trent McKinley. Uh, I am not in the OPA office, but uh, what I can tell you is that complaints are received and given the time and attention, uh, regardless of uh, what is being alleged. In, in other words, if it's a bias-based complete. Uh, biased-based policing complaint versus another type of OPA complaint, uh, the idea is to prove or disprove that which is being alleged. And so you go through a series of steps to uh, look at what information that you may have available to you to determine if that fact pattern that's been presented to you is in fact what occurred. Does that answer your question? Board Member Gibson. Uh, this is Board Member Jane Gibson. If I could follow up, thank you for that. Um, so the allegation is that, I mean, okay, well, I think what, if I've understood correctly, that what we're discussing here is whether or not we want to restrict, this was another proposal. One is that we restrict to the original bias-based policing. Another is that we restrict to anything that OPA investigates, right? And so that's what I think is that latter one that I think uh, I understand we're doing now based on protected classes, which is a bigger category than um, racial and bias-based policing, as I understand it, because it's our definition. So um, if I understood... Um, correctly, that means that OPA will investigate whatever comes in, but whether or not they will sustain a complaint um, that is based, if the allegation of the complainant is that they have been discriminated against based on their protected class, there is nothing a priori to suggest that OPA will sustain that complaint, right, because they will investigate that. And it's possible that they would say, well, you know, the, the complaint um, is not supported by our investigation that it was that this interaction between this police officer and this complainant was about, you know, their um, houselessness or their income or, you know, some other protected class that, that we have identified for ourselves. Is that right? This Major Trent McKinley, yes. Uh, in, in essence, uh, again, what we would do is we would investigate the facts that are presented to us, uh, understanding that perceptions may be different between the individual that is making the complaint um, and, and maybe the officer's position. But the idea is to then come back, talk about how we have investigated the complaint, what those findings were, and then present that information so that that can be reviewed. That's how I would envision that process going. Board member Jane Gibson, thank you um, for that clarification. I think that still suggests to me that the allegation that there is a bias at work um, has to be sustained for the complaint to have to be sustained. Um, and that's why that's another reason I think we need to broaden the scope because 
um, it, demonstrating that bias is at the root of the motivation of some officer, I think is sometimes going to be impossible. How do you, how do you get into the head of a police officer and say, um, well, this was, you know, a bias based on the fact that this person is homeless or houseless. And I, that's why I think that that's just too narrow. I, I, I'm, I'm entertaining the possibility that anything that OPA investigates might be a, a good um, scope for us, but I still think we don't have enough information to know what kinds of complaints are coming in, and we're ruling out complaints that we know nothing about, even if we just went with whatever OPA investigates. Um, I might have a follow-up question um, to that, um, and that might be when those complaints come into OPA, um, are, if it is expressed by the complainant that they were treated differently, that, that there was a bias involved, um, is that addressed uh, within the complaint with other um, behaviors or actions or whatever occurred during the situation um, to have resolve during that um, investigation? In other words, is there special attention that is um, addressed to the potential bias in that com complaint, the bias treatment in that complaint? I hope that makes sense. <laughs> This is Major Trent McKinley. Um, it does in the sense that if we had a complaint that alleged that bias existed, that would be something that most likely would not be handled at the street supervisor level. Instead, it would be elevated to an OPA complaint in most cases. Uh, from that, we would then look to determine whether or not the facts that have been or the, the, um, the perceptions and uh, accounts of what happened are uh, supportive or not supportive of the complaint. Uh, we have had, I'll give you just an example. We had uh, an, uh, a belief by a motorist at one point in time that they were stopped uh, based on a protected class and uh, the officer had stopped them for a headlight out. The officer saw them from blocks away, slowed their car, prepared to turn around, and at night turned around and then stopped them. They had already initiated an action from blocks away, so it became uh, unlikely that the officer would have any indication or idea who might be driving that car. And so in that particular case, bias may not have come into play. I know that that's, again, I need to qualify that I do not work in the OPA office, I've not uh, investigated OPA complaints, but I hope that gives you just some sort of ideas. Sometimes there is a perception that bias has occurred uh, given the, the facts that are presented and the investigation that's done, sometimes uh, what we uncover or uh, show as to how that came about will help prove or disprove that. Uh, this is Chair Salvini. I've got a follow-up question to that then. If there is um, in the findings of the report um, very intentional um, actions, and I know you may not know this and I, I appreciate that, um, to resolve that situation with regard to that bias? Um, is there an opportunity for the complainant to appeal? This is Major Trent McKinley. Yes, there is an opportunity for uh, those individuals to appeal. Um, that exists now. 
Uh, as we issue findings to our investigation, those are done uh, both orally and in writing. And we also explain the appeal process in writing that uh, if, if they care to appeal that, uh, there is an appeal process that they can follow currently. Of course, we realize that you're also examining um, other language that might be part of that. Um, and of course, that's up for discussion. Other uh, board member Graybill. Bill, Bill, you're muted. Uh-huh. Thank you, Chair Salvini. This is board member Graybill. I'm a little confused. Are we is there some kind of specific complaint or opposition to our definition of complaint in the proposed ordinance is that what we're discussing yeah we're discussing that in that paragraph um the third item that says the board shall review all community member complaints the original ordinance if i'm not mistaken uh addressed only uh bias based is that correct yeah that's correct but down in, in 2502 sub E, complaint is uh, defined as shall mean any community member's expression of dissatisfaction with law enforcement action, however presented. Is that the essence of what we're trying to decide whether to keep that in there? And yes. Go back to limiting to the or original ordinance? Yes. Then my next question is, is there any specific objection to that being retained by any of the members of the board? I don't think so. Um, are, are we ready to move to another? <laughs> I, I'm glad we had the discussion to get where we are, um, but uh, is there any other um, recommendation to bring forward? Jane, uh, I want to give you a little bit of opportunity here to bring uh, anything that you'd like to come forward to the ordinance based on uh, the resources that we've, um, we've had. Do you mean only up to that point or after? I do. I do have one in particular. Sure. And maybe you've already discussed it. It's at 12504. And this is, have you already been to 12504? We've done a couple of things on that. Uh -huh. Did you address Suzanne Valdez's concerns? Uh, this board member, Stephen Littleton, no. And I'm glad you're on now because we really wanted your, your voice on this. Mm -hmm. um, so you haven't had any conversation about that one? No. no. Okay, um, well, uh, just as a reminder, Suzanne Valdez was concerned um, that any investigation related to a complaint that the, this board reviews could conflict with investigations that the police department refers to the um, um, to Suzanne, to the district attorney. Um, and, and it was important to her and I can understand why that we have, and, and so I, this is a suggestion that I could make, um, 
and I'd love to hear more discussion from the rest of the board, but um, my suggestion would be that we change the language where we add a line that says something like the CPRB will terminate its review, or maybe we would say, or not pursue further investigation of a complaint upon notification that the complaint has been referred to the district attorney for investigation. Or another way to phrase it might be, if the board is advised by the OPA that the complaint has been or will be referred to the district attorney for criminal or civil investigation, the board will take no further action. And what that does then is um, eliminate the conflict between an investigation related to our review and an investigation of the, of the district attorney. Okay. So several uh, options there. Sure, sure. Um, this is Chair Salvini. Uh, Jane, if you could look at the ordinance and lead us to uh, the area within that section that... Yeah, let me see if I can locate that. I think it's it's 120, well, 12504A, I believe. Let's see. Okay. And I'm not sure that I have the most recent... Um, It should say A something, and it doesn't. Oh, no, it doesn't. 12504A regarding conflict with, okay. A, uh, A13, can we look down at, maybe it's 13. Oh, mine doesn't have a 13 anymore. I'm, I must be have an out-of-date one. Um, yeah, I... Um, no, they're in the 13. Okay. <laughs> well... Um, let me, um, if you could give me a second to open that up from the, um, from the agenda that's posted online. Let me get to that. I'm going to post, uh, put that in the chat real quick so you can click the link there. Oh, thank you, Brandon. Oh, I'm, I'm guessing it's on page four. Mm -hmm. Well, not, not in the version I've got open, but um, so let me see. There he's got it. Hold on. Okay, now I have it open. Thank you, Brandon. Let's see. 12504. Oh, I know what it was. I was suggesting that we add a 13. That's why there's no 13. Oh, okay. So my suggestion was that we add the 13 that's, that uh, eliminates the possibility that any investigation related to a complaint we receive that is referred to the DA um, will end, that we would terminate our own investigation if the DA is investigating for criminal or civil reasons. Okay. And I, I, you know, I, would, I would certainly defer, um, I mean, of course, to the members of this board and, and what you think is important to do here, but I'd like to hear, if possible, from... Randy or Tony to know what kind of language is most appropriate if, if they if they think that if they think I've understood Suzanne Valdez correctly for one thing. This is City Attorney Tony Wheeler. We'll let the board discuss, and then um, after the board's discussed, um, I'll respond. We'll respond to um, Board Member Grable's questions. I don't want to interfere on the on your discussion. Okay, um, Jane, do you want to repeat um, once again what, uh, I'm sorry, I, I must have missed Bill. What was it that you? I didn't hear Bill either, but Jenny did have her hand up. Okay, um, we'll go to Jenny Robinson. This is board member Robinson. And I just think really quickly, 
Uh, Tony, were you talking about what Jane had brought up, not uh, Bill Graybill? Is that right? City Attorney Tony Graybill. I said I have said nothing about what Board Member uh, Jane said. I've had nothing. I don't know. I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> Thank you. City Attorney Tony Wheeler. Yes, I was responding to Jane's comments. I'm I'm ready to offer some comments, but I did not want to jump ahead of the discussion that the board might want to have. So I was merely stepping aside. So if the board had any additional questions or comments on Jane's idea, they could discuss and then I would respond to Jane. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tony. Yes. Um, so, so Jenny had her hand up. Jenny, yeah. Yeah, I, I um, like that, Jane. I also wonder if we could ask for a an an update or a report of the status of the investigation um, when we meet. If we did terminate an investigation due to the DA taking it on. So, are you suggesting, Jenny, that we get a clarification uh, from the DA or? Yeah, just wondering if there was there would be a way for us to follow that process um, in some way, even if we did terminate our own investigation. Board Member Gibson, I, I think that's a, a, a good idea. Yeah. Okay, any other uh, discussion? Can I, uh, Jane Gibson, board member, can I just, um, Tony, you said you'd talk after we were done discussing, but, um, and I don't know if we are, maybe we are. Um, I'd, I'd just like to know if I've understood Suzanne Valdez correctly. And and if that's true, then, then you can tell me whether or not you think we're on the right track here. City Attorney Tony Wheeler, that is um, my understanding of the district attorney's concerns. Um, that she she didn't want the this board to potentially interfere with um, any pending investigations or criminal prosecutions. So I believe that if the board um, you know wants to respect that concern and add additional language, we 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 could um, work on that. I would note that um, we would have the same concern from the city stands point of civil litigation, but um, the district attorney is not involved in civil litigation. Um, prosecutors prosecute um, criminal cases only and are not generally involved in civil civil matters. But um, there could be a concern, um, very, very similar concerns for civil. So if it is the board's um, intention, we can we could draft, come back with some language or some suggested language, or the board can offer language and we can react to it. It's your preference. So in there, I just real quickly, this Chair Salvini, I heard that certainly we want to respect um, the recommendation as it <clears throat> was provided, um, but also you are, are raising the issue of, of civil cases as well and a concern there with civil cases. Uh, that correct, Tony? City Attorney Tony Wheeler. Um, in Jane Gibson's comments, she referred to criminal and civil right. Cases. So I was merely pointing out that, yes, that is a very good um, point to bring up that there are concerns in both civil and criminal cases, but the district attorney only handles criminal cases. Got it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, Board Member Gibson. 
Um, Board Member Jane Gibson, thank you so much, Tony, for that. Um, so uh, if you were to help us by drafting some language, um, you would separate out um, criminal investigations by the district attorney and civil investigations by the city or civil, civil litigation by the city. I guess I'm, is it, I don't know which one that is. City Attorney Tony Wheeler, um, yes, that would be that would be my suggestion to um, to be consistent with what you were you were saying. And um, and to Jenny's point, we could add um, that the board would be able to ask for an update on investigations that uh, of complaints to which we had stepped aside from which we had stepped aside. City Attorney Tony Wheeler, yes, I believe that um, updates as to the progress of those could be given or the status of them, yes. Are you all um, voting on these recommendations or, or what? We are, we are making motions, Jane. Okay, in that case, I'd like to make a motion that we, in, we ask um, Tony and Randy to um, draft language that would remove the conflict with the city's civil litigation or the district attorney's criminal investigations um, uh, when those conflict with our own investigation. And that we would add um, an, the ability for the board to ask for status updates of investigations that we had terminated for these reasons. Okay, there's a, a motion on the floor as you heard it. Um, is there a second? Uh, board member Grable. Board member Grable, I second that. Okay, a discussion. And this board member, Stephanie Littleton, I would like to just kind of point out and, and for food for thought here on the memo that uh, the city provided to us on July 1st, they addressed that very question um, and did state in there, the board could conduct a cursory review of complaints before they are investigated in regards to anything of a criminal matter. So that is maybe something if we're wanting status update and if we maybe want to have a cursory review on the front end as well. Discussion? This is board member Jane Gibson. Um, I, I would take that as a friendly amendment and accept that. Stephanie, uh, board member Littleton, are you satisfied with that? Yes, I am, thank you. Okay, more discussion. Okay, no more discussion. There's a motion, a second, and a friendly amendment on the floor. The motion was uh, by Jane Gibson, the second by uh, board member Grable. All those in favor, yay. All those opposed, nay. Board member Gibson. Yay. Board member Grable. Board member Board member Grable, I'm sorry, you cut out a little bit. Yay. Okay, thank you. Oh, yay. Board, <laughs> board member Robinson. Board member Robinson, yay. Board member Salvini, yay. Uh, the motion passes and the total number of votes were five. Um, um, 
this board member, Stephanie Littleton, I actually didn't vote. Oh, I'm sorry. But mine is yes. <laughs> board member Littleton, yay. Okay, the motion passes. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. I had you down already. Um, the vote is still five. <laughs> um, all right. Um, Stephanie, do you have anything else? Um, Bill, Jane, Jenny? Board member Gibson and then Robinson. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to put you all through this um, to catch me up just a little, but I wanted to ask if you had considered the Citizens Academy as part of our mandatory training. I know that this looks like another unfunded mandate, um, but I, but that was one that I thought Stephanie might have brought up. Um, or And continuing, Ed, after that, did you all discuss any of that? No. Thank you. Stephanie, is that something that... Um, I guess you had discussed that before, and I wondered if that was something you wanted to see in the ordinance. I mean, there are things that, that could happen that aren't in the ordinance, and that's okay, too, I guess. Um, but I wanted to be sure that that got discussed in case you did think it belonged in the ordinance. Uh, this board member, Stephanie Littleton, thanks, Jane, for bringing that up. Um, I'm going to refer back to the memo from uh, July 1st from uh, the city attorney's office, and I truly appreciate that they weighed in on how may the board access additional training for its members. I did feel very strongly um, initially about trying to pursue if that needed to be in the ordinance. I don't really believe at this point that it does need to be there. I think from their explanation, I mean, if we, if we simply wanted to go be it to some of the classes in the academy or whatever that may be for training, I think we need to address that and bring that up and ask to get included. Um, that it doesn't necessarily to their point, you know, because of budget and what have you need to, to make that be a mandatory. So I feel very comfortable with it not being in there. Oh, Jenny. Uh, board member Robinson. Board member Robinson. Um, are we, finished discussing that. I want to make sure before moving on, I just had another point on my list from our last meeting that we wanted to discuss. Okay, go ahead. I think we are. How's the board? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, this is board member Robinson again. I had on the list to discuss if we would accept anonymous complaints. I didn't know if that was something that we wanted to discuss tonight. Board member Gibson. Board Member Jane Gibson, thank you, Jenny. That is one that came up in my my survey question, um, and and I had it on my list to talk about last week. I mean, la the last meeting two weeks ago, um, but it occurred to me that this is another one that we don't actually need in the ordinance. We can, you know, if an if an anonymous complaint comes in, we can accept it and it pass it over to OPA because apparently the police department that does accept anonymous complaints, so. I mean, we wouldn't need to say one way or another in the ordinance. We would just accept all complaints. At least that's my understanding. Okay, other items, Jane? 
Board Member Jane Gibson, okay, I'm going to put you through one more. Um, did you discuss Marie's issue around the membership requirement for a criminal background check? Yes, we did, and we already voted. Can you tell me how that went? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Stephanie, do you want to? I'm sure. Um, this Board Member Stephanie Littleton, um, Marie Taylor provided me with um, discussion points, Jane, and I've read through those. And um, we, we did vote on it to take it out of our ordinance. Um, if you'd like any particulars from that, I can certainly read you some of that of, of, from the discussion. Now, I'll go back and listen to the tape. I just wanted to know how it came out. Thank you. That's how I would like for it to have come out too. That's great. Very good. Thank you. So the vote was good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Any other work on the ordinance? This board member, Stephanie Wilson, I do have a, a note. I'm trying to find where it is about the opt-in. There was some, I think there was one of the memos. About, I'm sorry, about what? Oh, on the, bear with me. I'm just trying to find it in the memo from uh, dated July 2nd from the city. Uh -huh. um, if we could just talk a little bit about, it talks under other considerations under privacy. Right. Consideration should be given to the privacy of those filing complaints. Some parties making a complaint may not want the complaint to be reviewed by the board. There should be a mechanism available to persons filing a complaint that includes an opt-in for disclosure of complaint details to the board. Disclosures related to personnel information should be consistent with city personnel policies and practices. And what would be your um, comments on that? Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Stephanie Littleton. So the way I'm reading this, I I would actually feel that it would make it would be better that we made it as an opt out versus an opt in. My thinking is, you know, you know, having more of the complaints. I mean, I think we're asking people to opt in so we have the ability. Um, I'm trying to think how I want to put this, but anyway, I think the opt-out would make more sense, making them have to make a stance of saying, no, I don't want this to be considered. So I, I, I just wanted to put that out for discussion, the way that is written. Mm. And um, I guess, could there be a conversation about the intent um, and the benefits for an opt-out as opposed to an opt-in? That, that's really what I was wanting, is just to have some on that. Of course, the benefits there for the complainant. Um, okay, any conversation, discussion? Uh, board member Gibson, board member Robinson. And let's let Jenny go before me. I think she had her hand up before I put mine up. Okay. <laughs> board member Robinson. Uh, board member Robinson. Thank you, Jane. Um, I, I agree with Stephanie. I think um, opt out instead of opt in would um, be a little more mistake proof, I guess, and um, would allow people who feel strongly that 
we shouldn't review their complaint to um, to make that known. Okay. Very good. Uh, board member Gibson. Board member Jane Gibson. If 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 it came to having to choose one or the other, then certainly opt out is better. But I don't see that there's a problem with the ordinance as it is. I don't know why we need one or the other. I don't know why we need either one. We are all sworn to confidentiality. It's not as though bringing it to the review board, which was created by the city commission for the benefit of this community, um, is somehow putting people at risk of a violation of their privacy. More conversation? You know, this board member Stephanie Littleton. I mean, maybe there's more to it than I'm that I'm kind of missing there with um, that feedback. But I was just looking for I'm thinking in the totality that we'd want obviously more complaints, you know, coming to the board versus not, and so not being an automatic, you know, where they have to opt in. And so that's how I read it. And I, I know that's not in there at this point, but I'm just taking in consideration for that feedback. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon, mm -hmm. this is Assistant City Manager Brandon McGuire. I don't mean to get uh, put myself or insert myself into the board's discussion, board members' discussion, but maybe just to add a little bit of clarity um, about what we were thinking when we offered that thought, um, Stephanie, is that um, the way that the definition of complaint is crafted, um, in that, uh, and you just discussed it, so I should have had it up here in front of me. Um, any expression of dissatisfaction. Yeah, any community, any community member's expression of dissatisfaction with law enforcement action, however presented. And so I think that, um, you know, that, that can be e extremely broad, you know, extremely broadly interpreted and applied. And somebody may express dissatisfaction um, with a law enforcement action uh, without any understanding that that's going to be reviewed by the community police review board, including all body camera uh, video, um, uh, any, you know, any notes, records uh, taken um, on the scene or in a conversation um, with a supervisor or a member of the police department. And so I just think that that, that was the consideration was, um, does the board uh, want to have access to um, all of that evidence, all of that documentation and evidence related to every expression of dissatisfaction, knowing that some people may not realize at all that that their that their image on body camera, their statements on body camera, is going to find its way in front of this board. This board member, uh, thank you for the explanation because I I felt like I didn't really understand the. the totality of what was being said there. So thank you. I'll, I'll keep that for under consideration though. Absolutely. Brandon, this is uh, Chair Salvini. If you could, could you point out the place specifically in the ordinance that that, that consideration came from? Um, and so we're, we're looking really, I think, at uh, the definitions 12502. Okay. Just e. making sure. Okay.
Mm-hmm. Board Member Gibson. Board Member Jane Gibson. Um, I, I, I guess I, one of the reasons I would not want either an opt-in or an opt-out on there is that I don't think we need to make complaints, make it harder in any way for people to lodge their complaints. Having said that, though, I, I take Brandon's point that 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 the way we've written E is really broad, um, and um, and so I wonder if we want to say, um, however presented to the CPRB or the LPD um, for review, something so so that you just don't have somebody who's on a on a body cam saying, you know, you guys have done something I didn't like, and I think you did it for this reason, and that that would be construed as a formal complaint for review. If the if the police department didn't think it was for review, then it seems like that's kind of a no-brainer that we don't need to see it either. Okay, other uh, comments? Uh, any action? Okay. Um, other issues uh, regarding the ordinance? Okay. I'm seeing no hands. All right. Well, let's... Um, Let's go ahead and take a pause here. We uh, voted specifically on the um, revisions um, through motions uh, to revise the ordinance. Um, and so what we'll do is, um, and Brandon, will you take this and go ahead and revise it then? And it's still a working draft. Is everyone still in agreement with that? Um, and um, I don't think we need to take action at this point. Um, it's a it's a moving document, so um, I think we're done with this agenda item. Is everyone in agreement? Uh, this board member, Stephen Littleton, there's actually one more thing. I apologize. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, not discussing that was about hiring an outside investigator. That was another thing we had on our list of of discussion. Um, I think that was also addressed in the um, staff reviews, wasn't it? Oh, I think. No, it, it is in there. Um, this is board member Jane Gibson. Stephanie, wasn't that about, I mean, I thought that there may have been some misunderstanding there because it seemed to suggest that we were trying to assume the authority to require hiring of an outside investigator. And I think that the way that we wrote it is that we would request of, this, of the city manager um, that he or she hire a, an outside investigator. Am I, am I wrong about that? I think it says we would request it. That's not, that, not, not that we would require it. Right, that's how I thought we wanted it too. Can somebody locate that? Where is that in the? In the ordinance? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It's, there it is. It's um, it's one dead gummit. You know, you go up five pages. One twenty five oh four. Under D two. D two, right? Mm -hmm. 
it may return to the open meeting and vote to request that the city manager appoint an independent third party investigator to investigate the community member complaint. But then the next sentence says, upon receipt of that request, the city manager will appoint an independent third party investigator. Maybe that's the sticking point there because we say we would request it, but then we say that the city manager will do it. Is that the sticking point? Maybe that's what we miss. And I, I misunderstood anyway in the in the memo. Yes, this is Randy Larkin, Deputy City Attorney. Gotcha. That's that that sentence is the sticking point. How can we how can we fix that, Randy? How I think you say that? the city manager may at his discretion or may in her his or her discretion appoint one. That way we're not you're not mandating it to be done. And if there's no money to have it done, then we're not running into cash basis problems or any other problems relating to the city manager form of government, but that would, that would take care of it. Well, I'm good with that. Um, there may be others who disagree. Okay. I am good with that too. I I think we should discuss maybe motion on that. But um, I just want to remind everyone that we're um, on page five of the ordinance and we're at two, uh, D2. And um, the recommendation is to modify the last sentence, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, and um, Randy, would you be able to propose some language there to reflect what um, our agreed intent is on that? Randy, you're muted. Yes, this is Randy Larkin, Deputy City Attorney. I think all we need to do is substitute the word will with may. Okay, that sounds good. Is there a motion? Thank you. So moved, Board Member Jane Gibson. Uh, Board Member Gim uh, Gibson has uh, made the motion to strike will, add may, in um, D2 of section 12504. 12504, thank you. Um, there's there a second? This board member, Seth Littleton, I second that motion. Uh, seconded by board member Littleton. Uh, discussion. If there's no discussion, we'll go ahead and vote. Uh, all those in favor, yay. All those opposed, nay. Board member Gibson? Yay. Board member Graybill? Board member Graybill, yay. Board Member Littleton. Member Robinson, yay. Board Member Salvini, yay. Um, one, two, three, four, five votes. It passes. Thank you. Thank you, Randy, for your assistance. Um, okay, uh, just to review what we've gone through, there is some work that's going to be done before the next meeting. Is that correct? Um, Jenny? This is Board Member Robinson. I apologize. I take my dog outside. Um, yes, so I'm going to um, go through the ordinance um, prior to our next meeting and determine the best spot for us to put um, where we'll note that the um, complainant will receive notice that we've received their complaint. Right. Thank you. Uh, is that, uh, does that sound good, Bill? Yes. Yeah, okay. Very good. All right. Thank you all.
very much. Um, as we'll go ahead and go to um, item two, and that's to receive the annual report. Um, uh, Brandon, do you want to make any comments about that? I'm Assistant City Manager Brandon McGuire. I, I, I have updated, revised the annual report to reflect um, the feedback from, uh, and this is the sort of forward-looking goals uh, for the coming year from uh, the chair and, and vice chair. And um, I also made one other uh, revision just to include, um, I believe, this meeting and the total meeting count over the last year since this is sort of a July through July uh, reporting period. Um, and so uh, with those revisions, um, I'm open to any additional uh, board members' feedback. Um, if the board is agreeable to those revisions and approves of the report, then we will accommodate placing it on the August 3rd City Commission meeting. Okay, is there a board member Gibson? Board member Jane Gibson, um, I, I would um, like to talk about um, three, four, no, sorry, yeah, three and uh, let's start with three. Work with the Lawrence Police Department to develop an engagement and prevention services plan to increase community engagement. What is a prevention services plan? Is that on the last part? It's on, it's on page two, number three, the forward-looking section. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, do you want to take that? Oh, thanks. Or do you want me to? Yeah, this board member, Stephanie, if you would speak to that, I'd appreciate it. Sure. Okay, it was the, uh, the um, I guess, the conclusion that we made there, or I did, um, was to, I'm sorry, I'm still scrolling there. Um, on number three, we've talked about, um, historically, that we want to work with uh, the LPD on an engagement um, planning. Um, a, a more robust engagement planning. Um, and um, I think I put the word prevention in there because we, the more engagement that we have, it answers to potential uh, prevention services. Um, so that's why it's there. I mean, it can be certainly changed, but that was the intent that well, it, uh, increased engagement um, addressing very intentionally the, the term prevention services as a result of engagement potentially. Um, anyway, that's, that's that. Board member Jane Gibson. Um, Tanya, I don't understand what prevention services are. I mean, what are we preventing? Well, uh, well preventing risk, the increased engagement and, in, and in, I guess the thinking I had was the more engagement with your community, the better relationships that law enforcement builds with neighborhoods and communities that that in the presence um, of those relationships automatically um, reduces, you know, risk of, um, of um, potential um, behaviors that are obstacles to healthy neighborhoods. <laughs> that was just a, a general thing. <laughs> no, I appreciate the argument. Uh, I, I, I think it's confusing to say and prevention services. And I think what, what your argument was is, is captured with the notion of engagement services plan. 
And I would just, I would just suggest that we strike the and prevention because it's, I found it mysterious. <laughs> it's social work language, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I'm sorry. It's just not my field. So I, I didn't get it. <laughs> okay. Are you with me there, uh, Jenny? <laughs> That's right. Jenny is also in social work. <laughs> that's, that's lingo. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, it's uh, recommended that we strike out prevention services and just leave engagement plan. And I'm good with that. So that's a, that's going to be an edit that's included uh, for the whole vote. Okay. And on number four, if I may, mm -hmm. board member Jane Gibson, Tanya, um, continue work with Lawrence Police Department and other stakeholders to revise existing ordinance for the Community Police Review Board. As I recall, um, the board had said had set a goal of submitting the ordinance to the city commission. And I can't remember if it was maybe it was November. It was this year, though. Mm -hmm. So I wondered if we don't want if this is a forward looking document, maybe we would like to say to revise and submit existing ordinance for the Community Police Review Board. Okay. Um, Brandon, did you get that <laughs> to provide and submit the ordinance? Okay. Thank you, Jane. Well, I have one more, but maybe somebody else has something. Yeah. No? Okay. Um, I, maybe I'm a nitpicker. Um, on number five, um, I'd like some clarification of what we're talking about that the city staff could ask us to do short-term committee work across the city. What are we talking about there? Um, I think there are certainly, um, because we're, we're serving the community and we're an identified group, that we um, may be called upon at any time to serve in a short-term or an ad hoc capacity with work across the city. It might be serving um, on a... Uh, uh, on a committee that might review a group that the city's um, working with to provide services to the city, for example. Um, uh, Brandon, if you can help me out. I mean, I know that there are some, a few of us that have served on um, assessing the um, groups that came in where we made the selection to CityGate uh, for the assessment project. Um, so that's what I'm referring to there, is at any time any of our board members may serve even more than serving on the board by being involved or being invited to serve, uh, serve more for um, meeting city needs. Brandon, does that? Yes, that yes, Assistant City Manager Brandon McGuire. I think that those are good examples. Um, you know, we, we have a police chief recruitment uh, that is um, coming up. And I could see opportunities uh, potentially for um, committee work or panel um, you know, participation on an interview panel. Those sorts, those sorts of uh, um, opportunities where we would want to um, extend the invitation to the board members to join us for some sort of uh, time, you know, time-bound focused out, uh, project. Um, and we've had a few of those opportunities, and I think it's provided really good insight from the community perspective and the board's perspective over the last year. And we'd like to just be able to continue doing that um, with you all over the next year. Thank you, Brandon and I'm okay with it. Okay, thank you. I'm really glad I hadn't, I didn't have you for a class, Jane Gibson, for the record. 
<laughs> I'm sorry to say that there are a few thousand students who can't say the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding, you know. Okay, uh, anything else? All right, is there a motion with the revisions that have been presented? Jane Gibson, board member, so move that we approve the revised um, CPRB annual report. Thank you. Uh, board member Robinson. Second that motion and also, uh, sorry, board member Robinson and also Alex, um, Heather Hanfist. Okay, very good, thank you. You can't see that on my screen. Uh, Alex, we're gonna go ahead and take a vote and then we'll get to you. Um, so let's go um, yay, yays and nays. Uh, board member Gibson? Yay. Board member Grable? Board member Grable, yay. Board member Littleton? Board member Littleton, yes. Board member Robinson? Board member Robinson, yay. Board member Salvini, yay. Okay, we've got five affirmed votes for the report. Thank you all so much. Um, we're gonna go to Alex Kerr. Alex? Um, good evening again. Um, I'm just gonna say this very quickly. Um, the community, I think I said this at the last meeting two weeks ago, the community, community believes that this should be approved and we we think it would do well we like we like to like the report i and multiple multiple people have read it read the annual report and liked it so we want i want we want to thank this community police review board for doing this and the city staff um for working on this um so yeah i just wanted to quickly say that quickly say that um, so yeah, that's all I have. Thank you. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Alex. I too would like to thank the city staff for putting the report together and for doing such a great job and giving us so much information that we could uh, do some more work on the ordinance uh, tonight. Um, and our next meeting is scheduled for Thursday, August 12th. Uh, is there a motion? Uh, Board Member Robinson? Board member Robinson, before we adjourn, I believe this is Bill's last meeting. Is that right? Oh, yes, Bill. Um, so, Bill, just wanted to thank you for your service to our community and to this board. Yes, very thank good. you, Bill. Thank you very much, Bill, for all you've contributed since day one. I have a question. Board member Jane Gibson, is this Thursday? What is it, August what? At 12. And is that at 7 or 5.45? That'll be at 7. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. And for uh, Gibson, be on time, right? I do my very, very best, I promise. I thought I was early tonight, and I and I just saw that memo uh, my in my email from Brandon. I was just reeling. I couldn't believe I'd missed 45 minutes of the meeting. Anyway. Thank you, Jane. Uh, Board Member Robinson? Okay. All right. No discussion. Uh, again, Bill, thank you so much for your time and your service. Um, 
All the. Okay, we're ready to vote. Um, all those in favor, yay. Gibson? Yay. Grable? Grable? Yay. Littleton? Yes. Robinson? Board Robinson, yay. Salvini, yay. Okay, thank you all so much for some good work tonight. And we'll see you in August. All right, thank you all. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bye, thank you.